0: Hi, this is Craig Janney, listening to the Blues Podcast in the Stanley Cup Finals.
1: Things are not great, they are blue. Mm-hmm. They said we couldn't be here. They look nervous. Nice. Look. Look, 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 look. The Blues take it over. Two on one, some the shoot scores. And a save by. Welcome back to the Blues Hockey Podcast. You're hosted Jason along with Chris. Yo. Okay, and after a slightly extended break, we usually record after every series. Typically, or, typically we, but you know, obviously. Um, so uh, we kind of talked about it last time. So we had a busy weekend coming up, where Chris was extremely busy. Oh. Yeah, I, I got to do the. We'll do a. We'll do a quick recap of that because I think it was worthwhile talking you about got a little
0: bit of behind the scenes look at my life.
1: Yeah, so we got to on Friday night. Uh, Chris, all the big wigs are in town, and yep. uh, we got to go see Guar at the pageant. Mm-hmm. First time which, ever for pageant. First time ever pageant. First time ever me seeing us. So this is a this is a guy who's never seen I know of Guar knew of the group because they've been around I a think, long time.
0: I think there's a lot of people who fall into your category.
1: Yeah, I think so there's a lot of people of out there
0: who know Guar, probably know them from Beavis and Butthead, mm-hmm. know them from Empire Records, uh, and things like that. But yeah, so it's it's fun, man. It's something that everybody should go see at least once.
1: And that's what I agree on. It was the most entertaining, it's theater, ridiculous, irreverent show I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, it 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 is full-on theater. Like there's skits and characters it's it's fun man like it's someone said it the best and that is you don't need to know the music or even really necessarily be a fan of the music to appreciate the show like the music is just kind of what gets you from skit to skit to skit to
1: skit yeah
0: um but it's fun they're uh they're a band that we picked up as a a management client over the pandemic and damn like they they're great they're yeah they're like kiss they're marketing and uh merchandising machines and they came to us and said hey we we want to chase radio and I'm like well let's do it
1: yeah it was interesting so yeah I will say this I got to see the show and I, I was a from a distance. So I was not in the splash zone as, as uh, you it's were in been the same called. place. So uh, it was interesting to uh watch from afar and uh, honestly enjoy. So it was pretty really cool to see. So I got to meet a couple of Chris's. Was it uh, what you expected? I don't I'll be honest. didn't know what to expect. It's one of those things where I know of like, I knew like, Oh, a bunch of dudes dressed up as like space aliens and they squirt blood and bile all over the crowd. Mind right. you, it's just water dyed. I get that. Like I'm not, you know, so I'm like, okay, that's what it's gonna be. Like what happens and how they got to that point, I have no idea. So, like obviously they take shots at everybody, it doesn't matter what side like, of the aisle you were on, no matter no, what No, you're they, on, they go nothing. after everyone. Yeah, like so which in, is great.
0: In, in the first 10 minutes, they chop the head off of Joe Biden and then disembowel a MAGA guy.
1: Yeah, so literally they go no. after everyone. So it was very they interesting. So Hallie suggests doing that. And then obviously Saturday turned into a um, what the kids call a cluster F. Um yeah. So a lot of rain. Um, a lot of people probably know Point Fest was postponed, not canceled, postponed at the moment. So a lot of uh, back and forth all day for us yeah. trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, but we got a chance to go to Rockstar Taco, which is the best part of it at the end of the day and yeah. got some great food and stuff and uh, wrapped up the day. So, yeah, it was kind of a nice, uh, nice, fun weekend. So we did that. So I, uh, it was good times.
0: I can tell you. That the powers that be are already trying to plan a rescheduled point fest for sometime this summer,
1: yeah. So, hopefully, that happens because there's a lot of a uh, lot of good bands on this on the uh bill.
0: Um, and we, we at my company are working our damnedest to make sure that the two bands of ours that were on it will be on it again,
1: yeah. So, it'd be fun. So, yeah, we're looking forward to seeing all those guys again. So, obviously, we we're super busy with that. By we, I mean, I got kind of tagged along a little bit, but Chris obviously was That's a work boss. It. Yeah, got My me, got me Bill, so yep. it's good seeing Bill. Uh, but yeah, Chris was in work mode, so obviously kind of hard to record when Chris was planning for that weekend and then having that weekend, and then you yeah. had to travel on top of that on Sunday. Sunday,
0: Springfield for Papa so yeah. So
1: you know. were super busy on top of that, so we got a little bit delayed on here, so we were ready to record, but then I'm, I'm kind of happy we didn't record. Because yeah, obviously a ton of stuff happened, um, not only in game outside of the game. We're talk about everything that's happened in this series from right. game one through game five last night, which is probably let's be honest, probably top five Blues games of all time. Ooh, uh, yeah, it's, up it's, it's up there.
0: It's up there, sure.
1: top ten for sure. I say top absolutely ten, absolutely top ten, top ten for sure. Uh, games of all time for Blues, uh, mind you, excitement and. People are saying a modern-day classic is what people are saying even. So kind of crazy getting right. that. So we'll we'll talk about that. So Blues advance beating the Minnesota Wild in six games. They get the privilege of beating the uh, facing the Colorado Avalanche, who swept the Nashville Predators. So we talked about that, and we said it would be a very tough series. I think we both picked the Avs in six because we know it's going to be a tough series. I believe um, But I said if the Blues do certain things, they could possibly push it to seven, which might happen. We'll talk about that. Game one, let's be honest, it was all the Colorado and the Blues are kind of happy that they got to stick around due to Jordan Bennington.
0: 100%. You know what it reminded me of was um, the playoff series last year against Colorado, where the only reason the Blues were in the game was because of Bennington.
1: Yeah, so it was kind of crazy on the blues. Obviously, it's keeping it two to one for most of the game. Jordan Kyrou scores late in the third period to make it a two-two game. Um, unfortunately, late in the game, Josh Manson gets the overtime winner. Uh they were pretty was pretty much outclassed the whole overtime. It was very much a one sided uh, but Bennington held his own thirteen to nothing in shots. Yeah, they dropped game one. Okay, you re you you figure things out, you go into game two.
0: I will say this about game one. If I had to put a silver lining on game one, I think I said this to you the next day is I said, I don't fear Colorado anymore because as good as that team played and as bad as the blues played, we still took them to overtime. And anything can happen in overtime.
1: Yes. As we find out later in the series.
0: Um, so yeah, like I, I think that the mystique for me was off the Colorado avalanche. After game one, because you know, they were flying. That was part of me for yawning. Ugh, God, it's like, Part of me for yawning. The, the one thing that I think was very apparent in game one the Avalanche are fast. Yes. Very fast. And the Blues can't keep up with that speed.
1: Yeah. We're not going to win a track that do in the Avalanche. One guy who could probably do it, it is Kyrie, and that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Thomas, you could think about yeah. too, but.
0: Um, so I think it became very apparent that if the blues are going to beat Colorado. It's not going to be a track meet because Colorado will leave you in the dust. Um, but one game into the series, we're down 0 to 1. All we need to do is win one, just like in Minnesota, get a split and get home.
1: Yeah. And so the blues play the kind of the exact opposite in game two and nicely dominate, but can play their game and control most of the game. Uh, taking this one 4-1, to one, Jordan Biddington once again playing very well and looking like 2019 Jordan Biddington. Um, we even talked about in this podcast about shipping him off at the end of the thing, the way he was playing and going Billy Huso. Uh, yeah. Not anymore. Uh, so, I mean, who knows what's going to happen. We'll talk about a couple things. But Biddington plays really well. The Blues takes game 2 4-1. to one. Uh, It's kind of crazy that they were literally a goal away from possibly taking two from Colorado and pretty much being outplayed. I would say all of game one, parts of game two, but I think game two, they were pretty much in control. Um, I'll say this about game three, because this is going to be the big one, obviously. Uh, Early on, obviously, uh, Barberchev hits Sam Gerrard with a very legal hit. Hard hit? Illegal hit. Hard hit. Uh, Breaks his sternum. uh, No concussion from what I've heard. Just broken sternum. He's out the rest of the year. He's gone. Early, later in the shift, Barbashev kind of apparently bumps Kemper. That's what always been ri- written about in the uh, different media members. But that's neither here nor there. And this is what apparently set off Nazem Kadri which obviously has a very long history, not He's only in the playoffs. Rushing. He has, a rep- as, as Craig Berube said, a reputation. Um,
0: All you got to do is go back to last season. It was game two in Colorado where he took out Justin Fulton.
1: Yep. And got suspended eight games and pretty much derailed them in the second round because they pretty much didn't have him for the whole second round. That's right. Because he was gone, they lost in six. So, um, well, let's get your opinion on the play. I've, people have seen a play so many times. We can even describe it on here, but you've seen it. Uh, if you're listening to this, you've seen it probably at least a handful of times.
0: Yeah. If you're listening uh, to this podcast, you've seen the play.
1: So obviously, Kadri goes into, uh, Bennington, Rosen is in the way, does not bump him as much as Kadri was to say. He got pushed in. It's kind of hard for Rosen to push him when Rosen is in front of Kadri. You can't really be pushed from behind when he's in front of you. Um, whatever. It's not a penalty. I'll say this. a two-minute goalie interference is probably the best they could have got out of, gotten out of it. Yeah. Um, he, he didn't run him. But he ran. But I think he saw the opportunity – to, to cause contact. Yes. Was he trying to injure him? No. I will I will at least I'm not I gonna don't know throw if I would on. go that far. I think he was. I don't know. I'm not gonna say neither here nor there, but I he was trying to make contact and I say get back for what Barbershev did to not only Kemper, but to Sam Gerard. And he saw an yeah, open lane. For
0: sure. For sure.
1: He's a dude I who's mean, played he's a as a as our one of our favorite shows, uh uh Chappelle show, he's a habitual line stepper. He is a habitual line stepper. Yes.
0: Um, I look, I think Barube said it best. You know, his reputation. I don't think that this was his most egregious offense. You know, I, I'm not going to say it's on the level of him targeting and knocking out Justin Falk last year in the playoffs, but I do think that he saw an opportunity uh, and an opportunity to hit the guy who's, let's be honest, even in the game that they lost, keeping the Blues in the game and saw an opportunity to rattle him. Maybe he didn't want to injure him. Maybe he just wanted to hit him real hard. In any, in any case, I don't think that it is accidental contact. And I don't think that he tried to pull up at all either. Like, I think that he just let what was going to happen happen. Yeah. By, by contrast, I believe it was the next night, uh, Mike Smith from the Oilers was playing a puck behind the net. And I forget who it was.
1: From... Uh, M- Milan Lucic, who uh, okay. also yeah, yeah, yeah. has his reputation.
0: <laughs> right. You can watch Lucic try to pull up and try to change direction a little bit before he runs in to Mike Smith. Mike Smith, by the way, acts like he steps on a landmine. It just blows himself up. I'm surprised he didn't get called for embellishment. But I think the difference between the Lucic and Mike Smith collision and the Kadri bennington collision is at no time do I see anything that makes me think is not trying to make contact. And you can say, oh, he's playing the loose puck all you want. That's fine. That's fine. But I don't know. I'm trying not to be a homer. I just don't think that this was completely by accident. I think there should have been at least a two minute goalie interference penalty.
1: Yeah, and there's nothing called uh, on the play. Bennington gets up, tries to test the knee, goes down. Uh, you can see when he's testing the knee, he just winces in severe pain. You knew, yeah. like, oh, crap. So yeah. here's Billy Husso in cold, um, who's had a not so great playoff after having a pretty great regular season. You um,
0: got a Shut out in game one, and then it was just like the floodgates opened.
1: Yeah, so who knows what's kind of happened there, and then after that, Blues kind of fall apart. Um, and I'll get you. I want to get your thoughts on this. Is it seems like every time the Blues have some kind of injury, um, no matter what it is, it seems like they kind of, I say, fold. But yeah, it seems like that, like when they, it, when they have adversity. Obviously, we'll talk about game five. That kind of weird how they overcame it, but it seems like injury wise. It's really weird on how yeah, they don't I like – because they had the Falk last year, and they just, like, folded in. Um, well – And they lost Perron. I don't think really mattered much, to be yeah. honest. I also, agree. they lost Peron, you know, last year or, or right. two years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, and in the bubble, you know, they didn't play great either. So, that was Bennington, were anything. So, it seems like they're a little, like, any kind of adversity, it kind of goes downhill. So, the Blues are yeah. leading one to nothing when this happened. Um, literally one of the first, I'll say handful of shots. Um, this is the close offside zone where it's a flip in where O'Connor scored. Yep. Uh, would you have challenged on that one? Probably. I would. Probably said, I uh, they asked him about it. And he said you think it was close, but he said he didn't want to give them another penalty after get after if they if it goes if it's considered a good goal, he don't give them a power play right after that. Which I guess I, I mean get I your get thoughts. that.
0: I, I I get it, you know. You don't want to, especially with the team as talented as Colorado, put them right back on the power play. But I think in a situation like that, with everything that's going on with the team, if there's a any sort of question, I, I think you have to challenge
1: it. Yeah. So after this, it kind of like like you say, the floodgates open in the second period. Kadri scores, which gets the crowd all pissed. Yep. Uh, Lekanin gets one not too far after that. Uh, luckily, O'Reilly. Makes it close three to two at the end, near the end of the second, which they greatly needed. But unfortunately, uh, they just can't hold on near the end of the third. Uh, Landis Cog uh, puts it away with about two minutes left, and then another empty netter puts it away to five to two. The Blues lose game three. And more importantly, they lose Jordan Bennington, who was carrying this team, I think, to really great things. Absolutely. Uh, I absolutely. Think the way he was playing made the blues defense which is average at best let's on a good day you know they're pretty good i think pretty good on a good day but okay most days and uh, he was covering up for a lot of it and him playing the puck was moving moving the puck down ice i think is a huge asset which that turned the tide in the minnesota series I yeah. think would have helped here because uh, we've seen that obviously the defense had to make a change and did not adjust well because game four was much to the same.
0: Uh, was, was game three the game where they tried to pull Huso and he got caught in no man's line?
1: Uh, yes. Yeah. So he got three-fourths of the way to the bench for some reason. And when the puck was not even at the blue line. Uh, and it just stuck, and then Colorado's fast, so they turned it around. And literally, he's trying to backpedal, and nothing you can do in wide open net, so nothing they could do there. And uh, so, obviously, the big news going into Game Four was apparently all of us in St. Louis are racist now. Um,
0: yeah, where did this come from, by the way? And we'll talk about this more when we talk about Game Five too, uh, because I was unaware of all this being a thing until last night.
1: Okay, so. Uh, apparently it came out via Colorado media, which is, uh, on the athletics, Peter, I'll say Bao B-A-U-G-H, um, St. Louis guy too, believe it or not. Um, uh, he basically reported that they, he was getting threats via social media after the game, um, Ooh, which, in- which, in- which, which, okay, that's the time, but apparently there's some, um, uh, you know, very racist things said, DM'd, and there's some pretty bad ones, honestly, because his oh. wife shared a bunch. Um, Here, bad, awful things. Now, it, it's a game, guys. Like, I don't no get wrong. I was pissed. I did. I was really yeah. upset after game three, but it's something that I don't. I would never consider messaging somebody. Some of the stuff that they she posted, kind uh, no. of ridiculous. So basically, the seamless police had to step in. Obviously, so they were at the hotel and make sure nobody would come to the hotel and do something to cadre. And they were by the entrances when the players walked out. And, uh, you know, so obviously uh, it kind of painted not only, it's like obviously a small minority of very, very, very small minority of fans who did this um, and made everybody in St. Louis look bad. And it kind of, to me, the thing that also turned it around, which this is the other thing I want to mention too, after the game, he was talking about, you know he didn't, you know, didn't mean to do this, and it turned the tide. And they were TNT was playing him up as the hero and some bullshit, which I really didn't appreciate. So apparently, he had a water bottle thrown at him. Supposedly, according to and this is the thing is, this dude literally ran a goalie has a history of doing stuff. And after the game, that's they're not talking about that. Literally, the Colorado media and more the national media was really focused on this one empty water bottle being thrown at him, supposedly by Jordan Biddington. And even to go as far as a Denver Post columnist saying that it's because of his skin color. Um, I want to flat okay. out say you're an idiot uh, because sure. Sure. because I don't even know if it was the sports guy, honestly. But it, to me, it was you got water bottle him. You know why? Because the dude's been working hard to get back into be a starting goaltender, and finally got his role back after working really hard to get back into it. And, and this dude just ran player took him out. And a dude just took him out and pop, more than likely probably ended his season. Or at least, you know, if the Blues go further, great. Maybe he can come back. But who knows if the Blues, if Kuso starts playing well, why would you replace Kuso then? You know, so you might have like ruined his chance to possibly win their Stanley Cup and the guy's a competitor. And it's an, it's an empty water bottle too. That's like, that's one of the things that really bugged me about the media coverage about everything. Cause it turned it
0: nothing to do with race. Nothing at all.
1: That part, it, it obviously, been, the messages is one thing, but we're talking about the water bottle incident Yeah, right now. Yeah, but,
0: like, dude, it could have been it could have been Nate McKinnon or Gabriel Landeskog who did it, and Binnington would have thrown that bottle at him, too. Audrey said it,
1: on national TV, as it happened, said he thinks Binnington just threw it at him. As it happened, he said it like they're talking, TNT's talking to him, like, you know, right there at the interview, and he says, he started looking off screen real quick, and he's like, I think he just threw a water bottle at me. And everybody on the screen just laughed it off and then media ran with it and even taking pictures of it and stuff like that. And I was really more the thing that irked me of everything that happened. Not only is people sending racist messages, which is the most ridiculous thing in the world that you are taking something that seriously. And obviously it's a game. It's a game. You don't need to take it that seriously. And not only racial stuff, but death threats to the words of the guy is ridiculous. That's, that's, I don't even know how. I don't know how else to. I can like, condemn it. It's really the that's, that's, most awful thing you can do. That's, that's, the thing that really bugged me is that they turned Bennington into the villain somehow, and I don't. I know. Like, he's I he know he's got run into it, and I, I seriously don't. Of everything that, that happened, that just that irked me for like a really up until game five. It really irked me yeah. because it got worse in game four.
0: I mean, should he have thrown a water bottle at Nazem Kadri? Probably. Probably not. It's an empty water bottle, and athletes have done worse shit to each other in games. I mean, Marty McSorley tried to tomahawk chop a guy's head off with his stick in a game. Correct. You know, we can go down the line of like egregious offenses.
1: We can talk about the we're somebody was trying to we were talking about today, like what made you like more mad this whole this thing with Kadri has come up, or the Brent Seabrook hit on. David Vickers. Uh, I think important. the Kadri thing. I think
0: the Kadri thing. Number one, because the history of him being a dirty player, the fact that he's being uh, martyrized because people are upset that he hit Bennington. I I I'm astounded by the amount of people who are rushing to the defense of Nazem Kadri in this situation. Now again, like. I'm not saying that they shouldn't defend him against people trying, you know, wanting to kill him and saying horribly racist stuff. Like that's that's not acceptable.
1: We're talking and about you, the hockey play, that's right? Far, I'm talking
0: maybe. about like the on ice and the water bottle incident. Those two things.
1: I just whatever, that's, man. Those are the two things that bug me. And obviously, Game Four got worse. Blue started off well. David Perron with his eighth goal of the playoffs. I think you have to resign the guy. So, before we get too
0: far into this game, yeah, am I correct in saying that through five games, the team that scores first loses every game?
1: Uh, pretty close to it. Let me just do the quick math real quick. Uh, let's see Colorado. Game one was Ryan Who O'Reilly, and we lost game two. I believe I don't think it was Colorado, was it? I think it no, was. Ky- Kyrie scored first in game two.
0: All right, so we scored first in game two and one.
1: Yeah, so that's the only one so far. So, only one out of Five. five now, all right? Yeah, so the interesting stat there, though. Um, Have the, the Blues five. scored first in every game except game five? Yes. Wow. Yeah. It's a good start. So you need to hold on to it. So Prong is the nice backhand feed from Pavel Bushnevitz, who is playing very well uh, assist-wise. Not getting the goals, Correct. but assist-wise. doing really well. Uh, this is where things fall apart in the second period. Like, mind you, the first period, Vili Hussle looks great. And we're all like, okay, cool. Maybe we get regular season. The, in the second period, it is in a matter of literally five minutes. It goes from 1 0 to 4 1 real quick. Real quick. Uh, unfortunately, uh, golf cart enthusiast Eric Johnson gets his first of the playoff. Yeah. Uh, from the point uh, after another failed clear, unfortunately. And this is what starts getting people riled up. I want to ask your opinion on this real quick. So, two on one happens uh cadre gets a goal make it two to one and afterwards he does a little gesture to the crowd like puts his like does the hulk hogan to his yeah. hand his ear thing don't you think don't you think man if you literally you're scared for your life right now you like you report this stuff to the police and there's eighteen thousand people like yeah. literally booing you right now and really yeah. getting to you and and if you're like oh he's getting into their heads and this and it's like nah man like if you're scared for your life, I don't think I'd sit there and put my ear and just be like taunting the crowd as like this because you know, he's he
0: doing it to the players. He's doing it to the crowd.
1: Yeah, and I didn't, I was kind of confused, but more confused by it because I'll be honest, if I, I don't think I would do that if I'm legit like worried about my safety for myself, my teammates. I don't think his family is obviously there, but wouldn't you want to like kind of like make sure you're not doing shit like that to I- kind of you're instigate to me, you're instigating it. You're making you're yeah, making you're 100 percent instigating it. I'm not okay. drawing
0: attention to it.
1: Yes. I, I mean, I'll say you're not asking for it. That's maybe the wrong word, but it's like you're bringing more attention to it and you're trying like yeah, just he's like, I just want to go out there and play hockey. And it's like, well, they go out there and go hockey. out there and play hockey. Don't get I mean, out there and look, sit there yeah, and do that. That's my opinion, at least.
0: He's having a career year, like leaps and bounds career year.
1: Weird. Uh, weird, weird when it's a contract there. year, too.
0: Yeah, Weird. before this season, the talk was like he ain't gonna have a job in Colorado after this year.
1: Um, yeah, what team would I, want him?
0: I don't know much about the guy. I know what his reputation has been before the season. You know, he was known in many cities on many teams
1: as being the cheap shot guy. Was well, it? The, remember in Toronto that he he cost them like yeah numerous playoff things, and that's why he got shipped out of town.
0: Yeah. I look man, I all I can say is that like I don't know much about the guy. What I do know is not favorable. And I I I think that this is just another instance of him you know making a bad situation worse and being you know elevated for it by the media. Dude had a phenomenal game four. Like, I'm not going to take it away from him. He went out and beat the Blues by himself.
1: Yeah, he got in their heads, and the Blues attacked him. Obviously, Peron and uh, Navitz got the penalties at the same time. It was a five-on-three, which the Blues killed off, but Kadri got the goal at the end to make it four-to-one. If you didn't do something like that, maybe we have a tie game instead of a 4-3 game after two. Maybe Who knows? I don't know that and who knows how things would have turned out but unfortunately Kadri gets the hat trick like you said in the third period and Rantanen gets the empty netter and the Blues are facing the brink elimination for the first time this postseason with a 6-3 to loss in game 4. They drop both at home and they go to game 5 where going to be tough. You're obviously going back to ball arena. You took one before but we'll see what happens. And let's be honest, did not look great in the first period. Uh no. So Mm. full disclosure on my part and I don't mind saying this, that I'm very superstitious about things. Um, So the blues go down, we'll get into it three, nothing middle of the second. Um, I am not sleeping well lately. (laughs) So I decided to take some uh, melatonin, chill out and just not stress out about the game anymore. Watch it, play some Mario Kart with the kid, relax and get a good night's sleep early. So I keep my phone nearby. Go ahead.
0: I think that without Billy Huso, that game could be five to nothing at the end of the first.
1: Yeah, we'll talk about that. So yeah, so I missed all Blues goals, Ah. but but I also had this. I also had in my head though that if I turned it on, I was going to jinx them because that's you know how my brain works. Like like what I do matters and what's going on thousands of miles away. But that's just how my brain works. So, early on, Nathan McKinnon is single-handedly trying to win game five. Gets two goals in the first. Um, The one goes off Pareko after he's just driving the net. So, nothing you do there um, for Huso. I mean, Huso, I think he had one on that power play where McKinnon hit the post, and it came right to Ranton and Ranton like, and he robs him with the pad. So, he played really well early on. uh, In the second, excuse me, Gabriel Landis-Cog gets a sixth. This is where I was like, "Oh, I guess uh, just not meant to be." Well, me and Crow talked to Chris. We'll schedule a post mortem in a later time. But Vladimir Tarasenko gets a uh, goal just after power play expires. His six goes just basically throws a puck to the net at this point. Goes top corner, which he needs to do. Um, from everything that I read, that apparently um, this is where it started to turn. The blue started played better in the second end of the second. Yeah. So maybe you can yes. fill me in on this one.
0: So right after the Tarasenko goal, he gets another opportunity and um, doesn't take the shot, but the Blues start getting sustained pressure. They start getting opportunities, and you can feel that it's going to be a race against the clock, but the Blues have an opportunity to climb back in this thing. It just felt like if the Blues got the next goal to bring it within one, they're going to come back. Colorado needed the next goal to shut it down. And um, you, we go into the, the break for the second period, down three to one. And we come out into the third period, and Colorado's pushing. Colorado's pushing hard. And Huso makes some great saves. Um, about halfway through the third, Justin Falk. I'm sorry, let's rewind. Uh, Butchnevich comes in with. Uh, with Robert Thomas and a great feed to the middle for Bruce Nevich to, to Robert Thomas, Thomas. Yeah. and a one-timer on the ice just beats the goalie and off the post and ends. Blues are within one. And it stays that way. They the teams take a couple of chances down the stretch. With about five minutes left, Justin Falk wills the goal, the Blues to tie a game. Takes a shot from the point. It's blocked in front. Uh, he makes his way to the corner. Gets the putt. Pushes it behind the net. Goes straight to the front of the net. And there's a beautiful rebound just sitting there at the goal mouth. Falk knocks it in to tie the game with just under five minutes left.
1: Which apparently Goals- it was Kyra and Falk at the same time. And they gave the not giving the goal to Kyra. It was oh, Falk for they? a long time. Yeah, apparently right. Kyra has credit for it now. So I've seen this goal, the McKinnon goal. And I'll be honest, I it was an all world game. It was an all world game. yeah. know, like it's one of those things where you play
0: the game. The blues have the game tied, the game tied out like five minutes left. And it feels like we're going to overtime. Like as much as you want the blues to keep the pressure on. And they did. They had a really good opportunity right after the fault goal, uh, but with about two and a half left, McKinnon gets the puck behind the net and basically just says, All y'all just get out of my way and takes it from behind his own net. He walks Nick Letty and puts a shot above Huso's shoulder. That is one of the single best one man performances I have seen the national hockey league ever it was the stuff that like when the nhl's like what goals are we going to put in our highlight package this one's going to be on it next year i guarantee you i guarantee it's insane what that dude did it's it's mcdavid esque, um and so colorado goes up four to three with two and change left and i think at that point was where i had resigned myself to the fact that well. It was a good run, but if we're going to lose to that goal, I can't be angry at it because that was ridiculous good.
1: Yeah, the guy put the literally team on his back and literally grabbed the puck from his defenseman and just took off by himself. I will say this,
0: and anyone who watched the game and saw this last night will probably say the same thing. Hey, guy in Colorado who does the goal horn, calm down. <laughs> calm down. He smash that goal horde button like a dozen times in 10 seconds.
1: Yeah, he was, he was very excited. Very excited. Uh, the uh, Did you hear, apparently, um, on the Twitters I saw this morning and just kind of was like getting through things, apparently did you see, uh, you know, the, the Blues win. They always play, I think they play Beach Boys now, you know, yeah. like Gloria back in the day or whatever. So, apparently, Colorado started playing – after that goal, their game end, like game, we won the game song. Oh, really? That's what was tweeted out by, I think, Benjamin Hawkman, I want to say, on a, from the Post's Dispatch. So, apparently, that's what was uh, – apparently, it was overtime their
0: – It overtime, huh?
1: Yeah, so, anyway. So, yeah, so Robert Thomas, obviously – Yeah, Robert it. Thomas
0: ties the game in overtime with about a minute left. Fantastic play by Tereschenko, by the way. Tereschenko gets the puck, uh, goal line extended. Uh, pushes it behind the goal. It comes back around the the umbrella, comes to him. He brings it towards the center, puts a shot on, damn near even with the goal line. The Kemper saves, but doesn't save clean. It takes a goofy bounce off of him and sits right in front of uh, Robert Thomas, who pushes it in with about 58 seconds left. We're now tied at four, and you can see right then Colorado just exhale. And be like,
1: dang. Yeah, the crowd was loud and then just like quiet.
0: Yeah, like the players, the crowd, it was just this exhale of defeat of like, what do we
1: have to do to if put you this away? If you check, uh, I retweeted it. I believe his name was Kevin Muni, M U N I E. Okay. Uh, he put the Colorado radio feed onto the play. It is, um, it's something. We can revel I'll in it because it. of what happened. It's it should be on the podcast. If you look on it, I think I have it in a random there because he basically the the color guy, their Joy of Itali guy, goes, "You got to be kidding me!" Like right when, <laughs> right when Thomas scored.
0: The the and tweet the, of the night that describes the game was the St. Louis Blues tweeting out the uh, GIF of the Undertaker Undertaker popping up, and, yeah, uh, was
1: and uh, then popping
0: popping back up, and I'm like,
1: "Yep, that's, that's it." it. So the Blues go to overtime and early in overtime, um, uh, Bozy, baby. Did you see the, uh, did you see the, uh, I love this. The Blues do a little behind the scenes stuff and I obviously they have to edit it a ton, which is great. But, um, how fired up the coach was, how, how fired up Rube was. Like, oh, yeah. Sm- like, you don't see him smile that much, honestly. He does always talking and just like f bombing and just like getting the guys riled up. But he was super, like, Happy jumping up and down and smiling. He's like, Bozy, oh, baby. And like, everybody getting very fired up. And the, the dude, I that locker room was ready to run through a wall. That they're like, I think the b- person who put it best was uh, this morning. I listened to Riz on the Riz show. He's like, Yeah, they're so fired. They skated from Denver all the way home today. Yeah. Cause they were so fired up. So, my favorite
0: reaction to the goal, if you go back and watch the TNT feed, they show the bench when they score. O'Reilly had just gotten off the ice and, and reached for his water bottle. Like you see him watching the play and I don't want to say that this is what he's thinking, but it seems like he was like, ah, Bozak's got the puck. I'll take a drink. And like, he takes a drink and then his head snaps up and he looks up and he's like, Oh, Oh, oh we scored. Like, I know he's awesome. super
1: excited. Yeah. I think the blues wound up catching that and put it out there too today. So um, I believe I actually retweeted that I did a lot of work today on the Twitters. So um, yeah, Bozak gets a, a nice play, Torpachenko bounced up to the third line and moved Barbashev down. Yeah, um, he played good and played good, man. But nothing is Barbashev hasn't really had it in these playoffs. So I think you yeah. could move Torpachenko as a really great find, a late round pick again by the Blues and a solid guy. I'm. I don't think I'm not gonna say any kind of superstar, but a solid contributor who you can stick in the fourth line. You can move up to the third line in a pinch. That's the type of guys you need. He'll go around, and hit, gives you some speed. Maybe you can get a goal here or there. He set up this, yeah, helps up. Yeah, helps set up the third goal. When he got moved up, that's great. He's the one who chipped it in. Uh, I'll say this too. We we talked about it in the last podcast. Uh, how Nick Letty was. We like okay, decent pickup.
0: I loved dude, it. He's a dude, phenomenal
1: defenseman. Dude had would have had four assists. They changed the Cairo one, which took it away from him. But three assists and. He, the keep in on the overtime goal, if you watch it, he had to play with his skate and quickly get to a stick. And he's threw it like at a group of bodies to keep it in. And that's where Bozak picked it up. Yeah. I mean, he knew exactly what to do. And it's just a little stuff like that. That and where we before the, where,
0: the last game tying goal, both of them mm-hmm. had phenomenal keep-ins at the line.
1: And then uh, I'll also point this out too, that I believe was in the Rutherford article today. If you, I didn't even catch this because obviously I didn't miss his, miss his part. Maybe you didn't. Colorado, right before we got puck, kept the puck in the zone, uh, got the puck back into the zone to tie the game, tie and goal at four to four. They broke out and had a chance for empty netter. Yeah. But the I line, but the line Falk took, he quickly, you know, intercepted and t- tied up Landis Cox. So when he shot it, it was like, didn't even get into the barely into the blue zone. Yeah, that's to recover so, and go back real quick.
0: TNT spent a lot of time talking about this last night. You can tell, again, what Landisgaard was trying to do was to gain the red line so that if he missed, there was an icing and the clock keeps ticking. But by going for the red line, he gave up a very, very open shot at the open net and, uh, and gave Falk the opportunity to close that gap and, and mess with his angle and check him off the puck. Um, hindsight's twenty twenty, man. You know, like
1: mm-hmm.
0: should he have probably flipped that puck in earlier? Probably, but at the same time, if he does it and misses, and then you know the clock stops for icing, and then the blue score. Well, then we're talking about well, why didn't he carry the puck and get the line? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, damn if you it's do, damn if you don't. Yeah. It's easy to play Monday morning quarterback the day after uh, it was a judgment call. He did what he thought was right. I don't think there's a right or a wrong answer in hindsight. I'm sure he wishes he would have just fired the puck at the net, but you can't blame the guy for in his head thinking two more strides. I gave the center line. If I miss the clock keeps going.
1: Yeah. So uh, unfortunately for him, the blues went up tying it and the blues win. So the blues make it three to two in the series coming back home for a game tomorrow or possibly today when you're listening to this on the 27th of May, more of a weekend, hopefully they can tie this up. Um, I think if, I'll be honest, I'll make the prediction out, if they win game six, they're winning game seven. That's my prediction. Yeah, I
0: tend to agree with you.
1: That's two in a row. That's hella momentum going into game seven. You gotta think Colorado's like at least a little shaken after what just happened. Um, I just think that the way they played, I think you have to. Um, they got a little momentum if they can keep McKinnon in check. I mean, God, O'Reilly's done such a good job until obviously he was going to break out eventually, but you kept him off the scoreboard, off the score sheet for so many games. And, uh, you know, obviously that game was one thing, but if you can keep him, off there. I think you have a good shot again of um, winning this one. You got home ice, you can do the better matchups. It's a good they have a good shot. I know they lost both games here before. So look I think this game
0: it. gets into Colorado's head or it's game five. You know this is a team that has been picked to go deep year after year after year and can't get out of the second round. Last year, they were up 2-0 on Vegas and then lost four in a row. You know, they were up three games to one on St. Louis, up 3-0 in the game, up 4-3 in the game with two minutes left. Each time, couldn't get it done. Every time this team stumbles, it's going to be in their head. They can say it's not, but it is because people are superstitious. You know, I, I, speaking of superstitious, Almost hope Colorado scores first because all but one game, the team that scores first has lost. Yeah. That said, I think that if if the Blues can come out and put two or three on the board quick, it gets in Colorado's head.
1: Yeah, you come out fast and play well and get at least a couple goals and you're winning, you know, and keep that pressure up at least as much as you can, get a couple. I think that's good. And uh, Huso, he just he just holds the holds the fort down. He played
0: great yesterday.
1: That's all and you need. The main to... reason that game wasn't a blowout in the first period. And that's all I'm asking for. I'm not asking for shutouts. I'm not asking for Bacheleski type type stuff where he's yeah. you know shutting guys out every time it's a playoff clinching game. But I think uh, it's time to uh, if they win, I think they're going to win Game Seven. Uh, I think you're uh, right. I totally quicks. think you're right real quick stat that is interesting so uh brandon's uh brandon sod his uh so his last 15 games where he's faced elimination he's 11 and 4 wow pretty good so let's hope uh, that trend continues and the blues can take this one so if the if they win this i'll be honest man if they come back and win this series i feel really good about winning the next round no matter if it's edmonton or calgary which let's see Recording about ten o'clock uh, central time here, and what do we got on the uh, good old scoreboard here? I know two, two uh, to two. I do know that
0: Carolina won the early game tonight.
1: Only seventeen shots at Rangers. Damn, that's not good. Uh, anyway, Oilers and Flames are two to two, middle of the second. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Flames trying to stave off of elimination, which is kind of crazy. So uh, we did not pick that right. <laughs> I expect the Flames to win that one, but. It is what it is Isn't so it over yet? we'll see same with the blues series if if they somehow pull this off i'll be a extremely happy b i'll feel really good about their chances of getting to the finals so we'll see um we'll kind of start to wrap it up there and uh move forward so if you want to get a hold of us on the twitter it's at blues hockey nhl i'm at Hossapalooza. And then also on Facebook and Twitter, it's at blues hockey podcast. Check out our website, the blues or blueshockeypodcast.com. There you can find the links to where to download the podcast, which is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Anchor, uh, Pocket Cast, Audible, all those good places, Google Play, any place you really want to uh, listen to us, we're there. So also, shows on the website as well. On the website, you'll find different links for all our sponsors. First off, is DraftKings. Use the code THPN, which is uh, stands for the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, use that today and get a bonus when you sign up. Also, go to Lucky Lolas and use uh, any of their fine, uh, excuse me, products. Sorry, it's late. Uh, you got the uh, sweet jalapeno heat, and you also have the salmon robe. Chris's favorite. So. Man,
0: it's Memorial Day weekend. It's going to be 91 on Monday. Get out there and rub your salmon.
1: Yeah, it sounds good. So use some over the holiday weekend. You find it at Kenrick's, Schnook's, uh, Fresh Time. So find all those three places. And finally, last but not least, we kind of talked about, it. we went there once already, but uh Rockstar Taco Shack uh, at the Gaslight Lounge, 4916 Shaw. Um, I know tomorrow, basically today, whatever time you're listening to this, on the 27th of uh may uh they're serving some lunch 11 to 1 yep. he's got the taco card outside i Feels might
0: like tra- tacos.
1: i might have to swing on down during my lunch hour and try to get down there real quick and yep. get some tacos for lunch definitely an awesome place to go we had way too much food on saturday was so it was ridiculous
0: that was so good
1: it's so but it's so good I Highly suggest going there um i know he's got some more shirts in yep. too so i got some stuff we just did the trivia night there on and- tuesday I believe
0: this week, this week only, uh, they have uh, barbecue burritos and barbecue tacos and tamales.
1: Which is fantastic. I had one after the concert on Saturday. Literally, like, felt like it was 10 pounds of burrito, and it was ridiculously good. It's a
0: burrito the size of a football.
1: Yeah, and it's really uh, very interesting sitting with the band eating burritos afterwards. I'll be honest, it was very surreal. So, anyway. (laughs) That was one thing. So yeah, go get your uh, barbecue. That's the rest of this week when you're listening to this. If not, anything else on the menu is fantastic. I yeah. literally have never had something bad there yet. Agreed. So, Agreed. so go ahead and get there. Also, uh check out, talk to Rebecca. Get you get yourself a ghost pepper uh, drink.
0: Fantastic. Yes.
1: I had one on Saturday and it was amazing. And I thought it was going to be like you know, like you think ghost pepper, you think it's going to be ridiculously hot. Yeah. Not not at all. It was fantastic. So shout out to Rebecca for making awesome. Their
0: cocktails are legit.
1: Yes. So go ahead and get that. So uh, I think it wraps it up for for us. Uh, We'll come to you at the end of this series, or and talk about hopefully the next series. Uh, We got Memorial Day weekend. Um, Yeah, we good stuff. Sunday could be an epic day at the uh, Martine household. We'll see. We're having we have a already planned wrestling uh, wrestling event. Yeah. But we might have to watch game seven instead.
0: I was going to say, if it goes to game seven, it's uh, game seven of Michael Jordan. F- them yeah. Wrestlers.
1: yeah, correct. And uh, that will look to, we will have to uh, push that to the side, which that's fine by me. I'd rather watch game seven. So it be good stuff. So let's hope we can watch game seven over uh, AEW. nothing against you, Tony Khan, but I really would like to watch game seven. So we will wrap it up there. Thanks for listening again. Um, It's listening. A lot of people have been listening lately because of the blues in the playoffs. So thank you for tuning in. Uh, We'll try to get these as much as possible, but uh, we're working our hardest here. Chris, one more thing.
0: If you are going to the game, if you're listening to this on your way to game six or uh, Friday before game six, and you're going to the game, get there early, go to the Budweiser, uh, Beer 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 hang out with me and my band hounds. Uh, they're playing before the game and in between periods. Come say hi and uh, listen to some good rock and roll.
1: Yeah, Chris will be around the stage. Look for the really tall, uh, very single, very disease-free guy. Very single,
0: very disease-free, very Pavel Bucinevich, uh, Chris Pronger, night jersey-wearing me.
1: Okay, so you'll see look for Chris on Friday, and uh, let's go Blues. See you. nervous look nervous is your answer